This is a 980 CKNW podcast. It's that time of the morning where we check in with Rick Forchak. Good morning to you. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. And we're starting off with a film that, uh, from what I've heard, is a pretty scary one. It is a pretty scary movie. It's called A Quiet Place. And John Krasinski has just done a masterful job here of helming this, his third film as a director, and easily the most frightening sci-fi horror film that I have ever seen. Now, he stars as well, uh, along with his real-life Emily Blunt, as a couple with three young children in a world where we learn initially is 89 days after an event that has introduced an alien species to our planet, which is methodically eliminating every living thing in the rural farming area where the family lives. We don't get much backstory, only that the creatures appear to be blind, are heavily armored, and they hunt by sound, which means that everyone must be deathly quiet every moment. A tragic event occurs, we next move forward about one year, and not much has changed, with the exception of the wife and mother being pregnant. There is virtually no dialogue in the movie, with everyone communicating via sign language. How they came to be so proficient at that is shown in later frames. The horror, as it builds, surrounds the extreme challenges of staying quiet, especially with the children. And how will they survive when the baby arrives? Because even the sound of a sneeze can bring the hideous creatures on them, looking for a quick and deadly kill. This is not a blood-and-guts movie, Joe. It's not a monster film. It begins with a deep sense of foreboding, which grows minute by minute until you squirm from the tension and the fear. As with any well-crafted horror film, it's what you don't see and what you imagine is coming that creeps you out more than some of the actual action. And that's how deft Krasinski's direction is. He never tips his hand, he never allows us to see what's around the next bend, and he never compromises, keeping his family true to what they are. We can't help but wonder how they've survived more than a year in this environment, and we cannot imagine how things will end. Every option is horrific. This is a clever, very well-made piece of film that's perfect for those who like their fears to build until they just can't stand it anymore. The rating is 14A. It's called A Quiet Place, and it is a really, really good movie, Joe. Sounds like it's uh, when you say it's a clever film, it's, it doesn't have any of the scenes where you hear a noise outside and wander out in the middle of the night to see what it was. None of that. None Excellent. of that at all. There's not one single place in this movie where you would say, what are you being so stupid for? <laughs> no, actually, you're right there with the family, and soon you feel like you're in that house, in that environment, and you're afraid to make a sound. Hmm. All right. Uh, that one sounds uh, frightening. Uh, blockers could be frightening for a whole different set of reasons. Yeah, well, frightening for me. It's not my kind of movie. I think I'd rather eat a bowl of bees than watch another film such as this. Uh, we see WWE's John Cena as one of a group of parents who learn by accident that their daughters have a pack to do it on prom night, and they decide to get together to put a stop to it. This raunchy, R-rated romp from director Kay Cannon, who did the Pitch Perfect movies, is to teenage girls what Porky's or American Pie was to teenage boys. And perhaps if you're one of those, clearly the movie's target audience, I suppose it has a place. But a story about doltish people doing doltish things in a stupid fashion, including a scene in which alcohol is introduced into the body from the wrong end, just doesn't work for me at any level. The rating is R. That's called Blockers. Jill, it'll do well at the box office. It's got an audience. All right. A certain target audience there. Yeah.
Uh, the next one, Chappaquiddick. Yes, uh, July 1969, while the entire world was watching Apollo 11's progress towards the moon and ultimately landing there, another story was kept off the front pages of newspapers and off the leading, bleeding edge of television headline news. It was at exactly this time that Massachusetts Senator Ted Kennedy drove his car off a bridge on Martha's Vineyard, leaving an up-and-coming political aide, Mary Jo Kopechny, to drown while he was much more worried about his political future and his image than he was in attempting to rescue the young woman who reportedly lived for 25 minutes in an air pocket in the upside-down Oldsmobile. Now, this portrayal of those events features an outstanding performance by Jason Clark. He just disappears into the role, and he becomes Kennedy. Kate Mara is equally outstanding as the young woman who might still be living today had the senator's selfishness and ego not taken the place of any kind of honesty or nobility. The movie opens up all kinds of questions 49 years later, and it offers some interesting answers, too. For example, the fake news is not relegated to the Donald Trump era. Watching Kennedy's powerful politicians and lawyers spin the event in such a fashion as to make it appear that the senator was the victim, not the young woman, speaks to today's world as well as to that one in the 60s. Bruce Dern plays Kennedy Patriarch Joe with great finesse, even though he does not say a word, the result of a stroke some months before his death. Uh, using documents of the day to make the film and avoiding speculation on or any political leanings, this is just an excellent slice of where we have been, Joe. It's a 14A rating. Uh, anybody in the media that's in the news business, such as yourself, would find this, I think, an absolutely amazing story. Chappaquiddick. All right. Sounds like an interesting one for sure. Uh, let's move on to the streaming devices, and we will start with Netflix. Yeah, Netflix, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. It's from 2016. On the surface, it has that Jane Eyre or Wuthering Heights look, but underneath it has more to do with horror comedy than it does Charlotte Bronte. The Bennett sisters, I don't think you're one of those, uh, but they're all here, Jill, in addition to the romance and the angst of this period romance. Uh, they have to avoid zombies that are almost everywhere. There is a scene in which Elizabeth Bennett, played by Lily James from Downton Abbey, stomps on some zombie heads. Most were fake, but a couple of them were stunt people, and she stomped on the wrong head, and she hurt a stunt person quite badly. Uh, Matt Smith, who plays Prince Philip on The Crown on Netflix, also stars here. It is good fun. Uh, the rating is 14A. That's Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, Joe. All right. Uh, no zombies in By the Sea. No, although... <laughs> Brad Pitt might wonder. Uh, this is from 2015. Brad and Angelina are not a couple anymore. Uh, maybe this movie had something to do with that. Jolie wrote, directed, and she stars in this story of a couple whose marriage is on the skids. And they spend time in a hotel in the south of France just to see if things will improve. No spoilers here, but, well, it takes more than a hotel. Interesting because of the history of the two stars, Pitt and Jolie, and interesting to watch Jolie directing her then-husband. Rated 14A, Jill, that's by the sea. All right, and Amazon Prime has picked up a show that just started. Exactly. This is Roseanne. If you missed the first three episodes that set the ratings world on fire, you can stream this series from Amazon. I was never a fan of the original show, but I have to admit this new one is a lot of fun. Very well made, lots of laughs. That's Roseanne. It's on Amazon Prime. All right, and anything happening on TV? Well, I want to point out Instinct, Jill. I don't know if you've caught up to this show yet or not. 
Uh, I've only but, seen the previews for okay, this Okay, well, it's a new series that stars Alan Cumming. I've loved him as Eli Gold on The Good Wife, and it has its fourth episode tonight. And I'm totally hooked on it. I don't think it's any coincidence that um, The Good Wife used to be on Sunday night, and here we have the former Eli Gold taking up that Sunday night time slot. Uh, Cumming plays Dr. Dylan Reinhardt. He's a college professor and author whose editor feels that his latest book lacks passion and suggests that he gets some real-world experience. Well, he ends up using his skills of deduction and observation by helping the police solve murders. It is a terrific show with great characters, and that's tonight on Global, Joe. All right. Sounds like an interesting one to check out. Yeah, good, good show. All right. Sounds good. Rick, we will leave it there, and we will check in with you again next weekend. Thank you, Joe. That is Rick Forchuk. He joins us every Sunday morning, letting us know what's happening in theaters as well as the smaller screens. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.